Ireland's Teapot. It's funny because this story takes place in a place that's now underwater. A place known as the Pool of Fuca Reservoir. There was a man in the parish named Buckets O'Tay. He was a massive, tall, muscly lad. Very good looking and with a heart of gold. Everyone in the parish loved him. Sure, he was winning all the hurling matches in the football. He could lift the stones. Stones that no other man could lift. And he was kind. He loved animals. And not to mention, he loved to dance at the celebrations and see the strange shadow cast by the bonfires as they dance. As if they'd been joined by the big, mythical Beish the Pooka himself. Oh, I'm all about throwing the shit. Some said that if you made a wish in that time when you were dancing, it'd come true. They danced at the bonfires in the stone circles at Imbolg, Bjeltna, Lunasa and Saun. <laughs> sure, all these stones are now beneath the lake and no woman or man will lift them again. He brought all the glory to the area, but some people said he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. Though he was big and strong, and extremely good looking. He seemed a bit slow on the uptake. You see, it wasn't that he was thick. It was just that he was a great listener and great at passing on the news. Did you hear the story about Mrs. Mack? Yeah? <laughs> well, turns out it was true. His family didn't really have any land to speak of. Just a small patch with a massive barn down the bottom of the valley. They weren't very rich. But he rolled his good looks and success in strength and he fell in love with a beautiful girl in school. She made the most unreal soda bread. She'd bake loaves of it for him, for after his matches or if he'd been lifting stones all day. He'd go home to his horse Martin and tell him about her. Now his mother was famed in the parish for making the tea. Now when I talk about the tea, I'm pretty much talking about the tea. What's the difference between the tea and the tea? It's the A and the E. Now the people in Ireland are mental about the tea. It's hard to set foot inside someone's house without at least taking a cup of tea in the hand. And it goes very, very well with soda bread. So he would bring a flask of his mother's famous family tea for after the match or lifting them stones and they'd eat soda bread and suck the day away. Oh, that hits the spot. Now, cruel as you may think it is, due to pressure from her family, she was married off to a man of land. And as horrific as the heartache was for Buckets, he had to accept it. People said that Buckets had let himself go. He was no longer playing sports and he was flat out on the soda bread. Not to mention the tay. <laughs> he didn't care what they thought. Buckets was going to have to do something to keep himself going. He had a brainwave to deliver the tay. Door to door. It was perfect. He'd deliver the tay with his horse Martin. But... It would also give him a chance to see her again. Because she would be on the day round. Ah, oh, tis yourself. Now, 
Buckets became very successful and famed for having the best tay in the country. The big family barn became a tay warehouse and it was packed to the rafters with sacks of guess what? Tay. This started a phenomenon across Ireland of tay men delivering the tay. Countrywide tay men wouldn't just deliver the tay, they'd also deliver the news door to door. You can think of them as a kind of slow internet at the time. Anyway, Bucket's new Tay empire made him a more worthy prospect for his lost love, by the standards of the time. Despite his success, he kept doing his Tay round, but he'd always leave her house to last so he could linger there and get himself some soda bread and chat. Though he kept his tay cheap, everywhere else in Ireland the price of tay went through the roof. His precious tay was a victim of his own success in this respect. Now, on this particular tay round, there had been so much news because they had just got word that the valley had been dammed. Literally, it would be filled full of water to serve the growing city of Dublin. It was only going to be a couple of months and they'd all have to clear out of the valley. He'd stopped longer at everyone's house. He formed a plan to use his wealth to buy the land in the valley so he could save it from flooding. And your man, who his beloved had been married off to, owned the most of it. The weather was also getting bad, so by the time he was going to make her way up to her house, it was getting dark. It was raining very heavily. Martin the horse was getting spooked by the thunder and the flashes of lightning. But Buckets was determined to get there. The sacks of tay in the cart were soaked and there was tay pouring out the back. He guided himself by distant little squares of light in the cottage. They finally arrived there and the husband answered the door. He got a fright to see the towering Buckets darkening the door. Now, despite the two men being rivals in love, you had to abide by the ancient laws of hospitality. And if the man treated him poorly, who better to spread the news about a frosty reception than Buckets himself? The man brought him in, put him in front of a roaring fire with a lovely hot sup on tay. Then when he went out and tended to Martin, he put him in a shed at the gable end of the house and he sat there enjoying the fire. Buckets pleaded with the man to sell him his land so he could save the valley. But he couldn't be reasoned with. And he couldn't match the price the government would give him for the land. Also, his house wasn't in the valley. He was pleased his house would now be a lakeside property. All he could do was have one last taste of his beloved soda bread. One last sup of tea. And then he did the only thing he could think of. He went out into the night, down to the stone circle by Pulafuca to dance. Nobody ever saw Buckets again. Some say that he climbed down into Pulafuca to find the Puka for help. No one knew what happened to Buckets. Perhaps he made pals with the Puka. And he was happy down there with all his mod cons in the puka's hole. 
Oh, you poker? I need your help. But nobody, out of respect, would touch a sack of tay down there at the bottom of the valley in the tay warehouse. But such it was, when they flooded the valley, the warehouse acted like one big giant tay bag. So Ireland lost its greatest ever tay man, but his parting gift to the world was Ireland's biggest tay pot. A lake full of tay. People, fairy folk, and the creatures of Ireland alike no longer had to pay the exorbitant prices for the tay. All they had to do was go down to the Pulafuca Reservoir and draw their tay from the lake. Sometimes on a hot tay, you could drink it straight out of the lake. You wouldn't even have to boil it up. Oh, that tea is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it really hits the spot. And that's how Blessington Lake became known as Ireland's Tay Pot. All thanks to a man who left us with buckets of tea. Ireland's Unreal was written and presented by me, Hugh Cooney, and produced by the RTE Junior Radio Team. This is our RTE Junior Podcast. For more sort RTE Kids Podcasts.